center and coming in as Loom. Hillendike centered it. Steinberg and Aaron Vickers on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Boy, things can change in a hurry at the NHL draft, and that's exactly what we're talking about. It's Tuesday, June 27th, and the Flames have made a deal. We are uh, kicking off this hour on Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts with Elliot Friedman. We're in a lot of places. Look at that. And, and uh, Elliot is in Nashville and breaking trades. Uh, just before the hour started, uh, Elliot first on it. Uh, the New Jersey Devils and Calgary Flames have come together on a deal. Tyler Toffoli is on the move from Calgary to New Jersey for uh, Yegor Sharangovich and a third-round pick in this year's draft. That's the uh, correct deal as it stands right now, Elliot? Yes, it's the, and it's the 80th pick, the one that was originally traded to Columbus. Uh, they got from Columbus in okay. the uh, Damon Severson deal. So that's the pick that they're getting, 80. First domino to fall for the Flames, you think, or, or the only deal that we see? What, what's you know, your read? I, I, it's a great question. Uh, let me put my thinking cap on. I, you know what? I, I think this. I, I was told earlier today I was going to write and do the podcast tonight, and I was going to say if there was one Flame I had to pick who was absolutely going over the next couple of days, it was Tyler Toffoli. I just heard that uh, they were presented with some things that they liked, and they were uh, they there was a lot of willingness to – there was a lot of willingness out there for him. So I'm not surprised that he went. Sharon Govich, to me, is a really interesting player. We'll talk more about him in a second. Um, but, um, you know, I, I think this. I'm not – I don't know what to say about a lot of these other guys. Lindholm, as we know, they're trying not to press him. Hannafin, uh, I don't know that they're – you know, he said he won't re-sign, but I don't think they're going to rush into anything. I just think Hannafin is, is so good that they're – at some point, they're going to be presented with something they really like. And, you know, the other D I'm kind of wondering about is Zadorov. Okay. Um, because, like, I could see – I think Toronto's trying to remodel their defense a bit. I could see Tree Living wanting to get Zadorov in Toronto. I don't know if it happens, but I, I'm curious about him. I, I think he's a guy I've heard – you know, everybody's focusing on Lindholm and Hannafin for obvious reasons, but I've, I've, a couple people have mentioned Zadorov to me. Okay. So what – on the on the Toffoli front – how did we get here to the point where he is no longer a member of the Flames and, and a member of the New Jersey Devils? Well, I think what happened was the Flames kind of prioritized um, uh, Hannafin and Lindholm. Like, I mean, uh, the, the world can be a cruel place sometimes, guys. Like, they tell us, <laughs> yeah. uh, we, they rank us. And, and the three of us would be like three from the bottom, but Lindholm and, and Hannafin were at the top. And. I don't know if that bent other people out of shape or anything like that, but I think Toffoli knew that the priorities were going to be the other guys and they were going to wait on the other guys. And we're still waiting on Lindholm, and, oh, we kind of have an idea of what Hannafin's thinking, obviously. Um, I think that when they did talk to Toffoli about an extension, uh, from what I understand, there was a bit of a disagreement on term. And I think Toffoli just realized that what he was going to ask for, he wasn't going to get in yep. Calgary yep. term-wise. So I think he kind of wanted to move on. And, 
you know, that New Jersey team, they're going to be pretty interesting next year. Really interesting. Tell us about Sharon Govich, uh, 25 years old, just turned 25. What are the Flames getting back, and, and, and what is kind of the, the league read on Yegor Sharon Govich? Well, he's a talented player. Like, he is he is a good player. Now, you know, he got scratched in the playoffs, and, you know, you never want to see that. But, uh, you know, I think, look, I think that – this was a guy who people were telling me last year with his numbers and what he could get in arbitration, New Jersey wasn't going to be able to keep him. Like it, so I think there were a lot of teams looking at Sharon Govich in the second half of last year. Um, you know, what's, what people who have seen him a lot say is there's something there. Like there's, there's a player there. And, um, you know, what some people said to me was they're curious to see how he's going to react to the fact he didn't get a chance to play in the playoffs. Does he use it positively to take the next step? And if he is in a proper mind frame, you know, like I said, there, there's, there's people who believe there's a really good player. In there. Yep. And and I know you got to get back and do rehearsals and all that type of stuff. So just one more. You've seen me. I don't rehearse. Like, you know, like, <laughs> there's the, you call that a rehearsal? I do. I, I'm watching you. There's, there's no GMs on the floor, and you're still working. That was the me floor. pacing, trying to figure out that trade. Oh, that was uh, that was you working on I the I thought you were just trying trade? to get some steps in or something. No, no, I'm trying to do that, too. I can tell you that. <laughs> I know. I have, to, I, do I have to dry out after last night. Yes, uh, present uh, company. I'm aware. Not, not yeah. excluded. Um, <laughs> The so overall, the Flames have all these players on the table. I'm just curious as to what your feel is on you know how Craig Conroy's feeling about everything, and just how like how much is that phone blowing up? How much are GMs chasing him down? Are they trying to take advantage of him because he's a new, new new general manager? I'm just curious as to your feel on where Conroy is right you now. You know what? I think the biggest thing that Craig Conroy had uh, right away was just the the like the pure feeling of what it's like to be you know it's it's easy when you're part of the brain trust but it's very different when you're the guy who's doing all the public speaking and making all the decisions yep. right and this time of year um this is the time of year where people like hate seeing my name and like other people's names come up in their phones the most because they know what we're doing and yep. it's like and and i tell people at, at this time of the year in the trade deadline there's nothing you can do about it that's just the way the world is now, and whether it's true or not, it comes flying out there. And I just think he had to understand that this is the seat he's in now. And I think the biggest thing that just he had to get used to was that information whiplash you get. Like when Frank puts out all those tweets in a row about, like, that is a day where you have no control over it and a nuclear bomb just hit your house, yep. right? So I think, you know, like, you know, one thing I think is that um, – you know, I think he's uh, understands it more. He understands that you can't control everything, but you have to control the things you can control. And the one thing I'll say is, I think they have a plan. I think their plan is two guys above everybody else, and then they're going to be careful with term for a lot of those people that they have to sign. Yep. And if they can't work it out, they'll they'll move on. Like Sharon Govich is not a guy you're trading for to give up. Sharon Govich is a is a guy you're trading for because you think that he's he lost his spot in that lineup but he can play in your lineup. Yep. Appreciate you stopping by. That timing worked uh, rather brilliantly. Uh, thank you, sir. No worries, guys.
Uh, he is Elliot Friedman. Go to bed early tonight. Yeah, I don't think it's I have a big day choice. tomorrow. Big day tomorrow. Thanks, Preach. Uh, Elliot Friedman of Hockey Night in Canada. Elliot Friedman of Sportsnet, our NHL insider. He broke the deal. It is now official. The Flames have announced it. Yegor Sharangovich and a 2023 third-round pick to the Flames in exchange for Tyler Toffoli. That is your deal on this. Uh, that's your deal on this Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening, depending on when you're listening to it. Uh, instant reaction, mine would be Sharon Govich is a really interesting player. He had his breakout year, not this past year, but the year before when he had 24 goals and 46 points in 76 games. Took a step back this year with 30 points in 75 games. I, I, I've always been intrigued by Sharon Govich. Um, and for, look, for a guy like Tyler Toffoli, I, I think a lot of people were expecting a first-round pick in return for him. Um, I don't know. I, I He was the one I wasn't sure about if they were going to. To me, the first-round pick guarantees that they need to return uh, are Noah Hannafin and Elias Lindholm. If they're trading those two guys, they need a first-round pick. Uh, in this case, they get a third-round pick, number 80, and they get a 25-year-old forward in Sharon Govich, who just turned 25 earlier this month. Um, so my, my my initial response is that it's not like I'm blown away by the return, um, but I've, I'm, I'm a really I'm really interested in Sharon Govich, the player. So as a result, uh, I'm intrigued by the guy they're getting back, and they uh, add another top 80 pick in this deal as well. Yeah, I'd be curious to get an up close and personal look, for lack of a better term at the player that he is, seeing him in camp, seeing him in games in the Calgary Flames uniform. He's only been in the NHL for three seasons. And as you mentioned, his second season, his sophomore year, which is typically the quote-unquote sophomore slump, was the best of his three. As you mentioned, he scored 24 goals, had 46 points. He's got some size to him. He's got some production to him. Listening to Elliot here talking about the general impression league-wide on him, that there's a player to be had. Mm -hmm. And again, it'll be curious, Elliot made the point. Does he come back? and use the fact that he fell out of the lineup in New Jersey in a positive manner or a negative manner, because that will determine what the actual return, the gains from moving Tyler Toffoli is. Is that the first domino to fall? Is that the only domino to fall? I think that's my number one yeah. question. Is that and and I, I when when Fridge said that he thought Toffoli was the one guy, he was the top of my power rankings in terms of guys that I thought were going to move. I'm just curious if this starts a you know last hour we talked a little bit about how the the offers had been kind of underwhelming for a lot of these a lot of these guys, um, and so I'm just really curious if now that a deal has been made and other NHL GMs know that the Flames, yeah, they're they're here to do business and they, they will make trades. I just wonder if, if that maybe ups some of the offers or, or gets things going on maybe some other talks with other guys. So it's funny you mentioned last hour because I was going to ask you to set the line on deals for the Calgary Flames on draft day, both Wednesday and Thursday. And in my mind, the line was going to be 1.5. And lo and behold, we're already at 1 now suddenly. Um, that still counts. I'm not certain that the Calgary Flames will necessarily make a player-related move on on the draft floor. I wonder if they poke around things that involve acquiring picks. Um, we know they're going to be patient with Elias Lindholm, giving him all the time and space that he needs to come to a full decision. They're going to take that similar approach to any trade negotiations involving Noah Hannafin. I'm not sold that either of those two guys get done while in Nashville. And then it leaves you to go, okay, well, what are the other options? And as Elliot mentioned, Nikita Zadorov's name came up. The Calgary Flames also, like, there's no secret around Michael Backlund's situation right now. 
Uh, you have Chris Tanev, Oliver Shillington. I don't think Shillington's necessarily in any trade conversations, but there are certain other pieces when looking at the quote-unquote seven unrestricted free agents next summer. You've got to address those on a case-by-case basis. I just don't think that that gets done in particular with Elias Lindholm and Noah Hannafin in the next 48 hours. I, and, and look, it very things change yes. in a hurry, right? Like where things were maybe more of the quiet variety earlier on Tuesday, all it takes in an event like this is one phone call or one text, and next thing you know, you're making a trade. I uh, Look, I'm, I'm very um, – I'm. I'm. The thing that interests me most is I really liked what people were buzzing about Sharon Govich, not this past year, but the year before yeah. in New Jersey, and people were talking about, hey, you know, the, the, this is another one of those young devils that's starting to move. You know, you're talking about Jack Hughes, and you're talking about uh, some of their their other young forwards, and Sharon Govich was put into that mix. Now I know that it took a step back this year in his 24 year old season, but he still put up 13 goals and 30 points, and so it's very clear that the Flames see something in this player. As Elliot said, it's very clear that they are looking at him as a as a I don't even say reclamation project, but a guy that they that, that you can get more out of. And they see him as kind of the the guy who scored twenty four goals as opposed to the guy who scored thirteen goals the season afterwards. Well he even burst onto the scene in uh 2020-2021 as a rookie. He had thirty points in fifty four games. He scored sixteen goals as a rookie. So you start to see the track record there. Now you got to determine, was last year the anomaly, or is that who he's going to settle into? And it's amazing what a new environment, what a new city, what a new team can do for reinvigorating somebody that has fallen deep in the depth chart in New Jersey, has fallen out of the lineup. He's got something to prove, and he should have a chip on his shoulder, and it'll be interesting to see which player shows up. Uh, I'm reading the uh, text line. If you're uh, just joining us live, uh, the Flames have made their first trade of the NHL draft. It's Tyler Toffoli on the move to New Jersey in exchange for forward Yegor Sharon Govich and a third-round pick at this year's draft. It's the 80th overall selection that they uh, got in the Damon Severson deal from the Columbus Blue Jackets. And I'm just reading the, uh, the text line right now. And they are. I would. Uh, there's. There's plenty who absolutely despise it. There's. I'll. I'll just read you. I will read you um, four texts in a row. Uh, this from Jake. That's one ugly debut trade. Playoff healthy scratch and a player who couldn't perform away from Jack Hughes. Pain. Uh, this reads. Love that trade. This reads. Uh, this reads. Always good to get two assets for one. And this says no way. This trade's a win. Right. This is awful. So there's. Four consecutive texts, yep. two of them completely against it, two of them uh, a little bit more favorable on that front. So, yeah, I look. Am I? I I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and declare absolutely the Flames have have won this trade. I don't know if I'm quite on the they got fleece side of things, but that's more because I'm a pretty big fan of the player in Sharon Govich and really curious to see what he can do in a new city. Situation, um, and the only thing that I would say is that I wasn't. I, I know there was a lot of oh, they can get a they can get a first round pick easy for Toffoli. I I was not buying that coming into this draft. I thought maybe they could get um, a younger roster player, or maybe they could get a decent prospect and a lower pick for Toffoli. I never quite felt a first round pick was realistic, even though Tyler's coming off a career season, had a great year yep. as as a member of the Flames. Nobody's going to dispute that, but I, I never felt like a first round pick was going to be. Uh, available for him particularly 
in the next 48 hours. Or I guess it would have been 24 hours. You're not picking a first rounder on Thursday. Pardon me. It's just so hard to get a first round pick on the eve of the draft or on draft day when you're doing a player for pick situation. And am I surprised at the return? Um, you got to layer in the fact, too, that New Jersey's either looking at Tyler Toffoli as a one year rental or if they go down the uh, contract extension route. It's a 31-year-old. We will be a 32-year-old at the time that extension kicks in. And if Tyler Toffoli is searching for term, if he's searching for, you know, and he's well within his right to, to try and find maybe a big swing in a retirement contract, go as long as you can for as much as you can because this could be the last one, that'll affect things too. It'll all layer up. Let me tell you this. I, I had heard um, and was pretty confident in saying that, the the flames and Toffoli were like years apart on on their their terms. Uh, what Toffoli was asking for was significantly more than where the Flames were willing to go. And I don't think the Flames could afford going into the six or seven year range for no. a guy like Toffoli, which I heard is maybe where the ask was on the Toffoli side. I don't think you can go into the six or seven year range for a guy uh, of his age and where he's at. And so they had to be pretty pragmatic with what they offered on him. Um, and so, again, like we're... I, there's a team that they, they were just able to free up some salary space on this one. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Sharon Govich is a pending restricted free agent. His last contract that he just finished was a two-year deal at $2 million per. I don't know if he gets a huge bump on that based on the season he's coming off of. So there the Flames will be saving, you know, could be saving in the $2 million range when it's all said and done. So I, I'm not as against this one as Twitter is. I'm not as, against, I'm not as down on the return as perhaps. Perhaps we're seeing on our text line as we're reacting live to this. If you're listening on podcast, the deal happened just before 6 p.m. local, 5 p.m. Calgary time. We're here in Nashville at the 2023 NHL draft. Um, And so I'm not as against it as some of what I'm seeing. I really am intrigued by Sharon Govich, and that's the main reason why. Uh, I'm very curious as to what that player is. But, again, I'll also say that this one doesn't look like, um, you know, we we know the excitement after the the Lindholm-Hannafin trade in 2018 or the excitement when they acquired Toffoli in 2022 or even the the Huberdeau trade last July. I, like that, this one is not what you would say. Oh, home run trade for the Flames. I, I don't. It would be hard to say that um, because it's not a huge return, and we're not talking about first round picks. I just would caution: first round picks are going to be super hard to come by at the 2023 NHL draft. I, I think it's going to be extremely difficult to get your hands on one of those, unless a, your own first round pick is also going to be involved in it. Yeah, and this is this next comment is no disrespect to Tyler Toffoli or Jaeger Sharangovich. Tyler Toffoli deal I don't think was ever had the makings of being a, a blockbuster home run type of deal, just given what the expected ask was in terms of an extension, in terms of the situation around the Calgary Flames right now. It's just the first step for Craig Conroy, first trade, pulling the trigger for the first time on a deal that, you know, is one of a couple, two, three, four this summer that will reshape the roster of the Calgary Flames. And Sharon Govich, by all accounts, is going to play a big part in the newly reshaped form of the Calgary Flames. 
Uh, okay, let's uh, let's do this. It's Steinberg and Vickers along with you. The Sports Drive is underway on this Tuesday. Sports Drive brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Ask how a restricted Casey system can keep your business safe even through employee turnover. Visit CalgaryLockandSafe.com. We're here on the 2023 NHL draft floor at Bridgestone Arena. The Flames have traded Tyler Toffoli to New Jersey in exchange for Yegor Sharangovich and a third-round pick in the 2023 draft. It's 80 overall so new jersey acquires tyler Toffoli. uh we will continue along this hour from the nhl draft floor and uh we are brought to you by our good friends at south trail chrysler uh the our nhl draft coverage throughout the week from nashville brought to you by south trail chrysler with inventory shortages across the city it's the perfect time to sell your vehicle for cash visit southtrailchrysler.com Hey, it's George Russick. And Matty Rose. We host the big show with Russick and Rose. If you miss us weekday mornings on Sportsnet 960 to fan, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, download the podcast on demand. So many places that you can find the podcast wherever you get your favorite. NHL, NFL, CFL, MLB, the stories that sports fans in Calgary want to hear. We got it for you. We are the big show. Live from Radio Row at the 2023 NHL Entry Draft at Bridgestone Arena in Nashville, you're listening to Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg and Aaron Vickers on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. This hour continues from the draft floor where the Flames have made their first deal of the 2023 NHL Draft. Steinberg, Vickers, as our draft coverage is brought to you by our friends at Calgary Lock and Safe. Summer's here and so is high staff turnover. Reduce your business his risk with the restricted key system from Calgary Lock and Safe. Calgary Lock and Safe. Dot com and so the flames have made their first move of this uh, of this draft. We'll see if it is the only move of this draft. Um We'll see if they have more on offer before it's all said and done. But by acquiring uh by acquiring a third round pick, if you're just joining us live, the deal is this. Uh the New Jersey Devils have sent forward Diego Sharon Govich and a third round pick in this year's draft to the Flames in exchange for Tyler Toffoli. No contract extension. Toffoli's got one year left on his deal as we know. Uh so that that is the uh that that's the deal that we're talking about. By acquiring a third round pick, the Flames now have picks in each of the first four rounds and still have their sixth and seventh round pick as well. So the Flames have reacquired a third round pick. They did not have one prior to this deal. Steinberg and uh Steinberg and Vickers along with you here on Flames Talk. Yeah, this is uh this is an interesting one and it just just to parrot you a little bit, I wonder if this kicks off the official festivities for Craig Conroy as GM undertaking what could be a significant remodel of his roster this summer. We talked about it a lot. Pending unrestricted free agents next summer. Don't really like going into the season with them. You have to get them sorted out, whether it's via trade, whether it's via extension. you got to figure out who's staying, who's going. And this will be the first domino to fall. Uh, let's do this. Let's uh, head down the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline on this Tuesday as the Flames have made a trade and acquired Yegor Sharangovich and a third-round pick and sent Tyler Toffoli the other way. General Manager Craig Conroy is with us on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline right now. Craig, appreciate this. Uh, we, we spoke a little earlier on this Tuesday, and uh, nothing had been done at that point. And uh, another 
number of hours later, you get this deal done with New Jersey. I guess take us through the process of making your first trade as GM of the Flames. You know, it's it's uh, it's been a whirlwind day. Just lots of calls, lots of you know conversations with GMs, and and then this one, you know, we've talked about it for a little while, and it just started to come together. Uh, you know, probably in the afternoon here, and then then to be able to get it done. So uh, yeah, it was uh, you know it's been a busy couple of days, but you know to be able to get one uh, one done and get ready to move forward, kind of coming to the draft. What about what about this deal made it one that you wanted to complete? Uh, what what about this deal do you like from a Flames perspective? We'll talk about Tyler in a second, but tell us about making this deal and and why you like what you're acquiring from New Jersey. Well, the one thing Jaeger Serengovich is a guy that can play all three positions. Uh, Twenty five years old, uh, he's a guy that we feel like he's a, he's a goal scorer very good penalty killer, good size, and skates well. So he's a guy that we feel we can kind of bring into the mix and have him play in any position and and on the PK. And, you know, we even see him with such a good shot that if he gets some chances on the power play, he might be able to contribute there as well. So it just felt like a good fit for us uh, on that with age and and what he brings to the team. And, you know, you look at the five-on-five goals and him him and Toffoli are are very similar. And, you know, we think if we give him a little more ice time and a little opportunity, uh, you know, who who knows where this goes. Um, And and I would imagine, you know, hoping that, he can get back to those totals from a couple of years ago when he put up 24 goals. He had 13 goals this past season, but 24 goals the year before. Is that is that more where you see him, kind of in the 2025 range in terms of how he could produce and what he could produce? Yeah, his minutes were down a little this year. Obviously, you know, it's all playing time and who you play with. But uh, yeah, that's kind of where we feel. You know, we feel like if we put him in a position to have success, that's. Uh, you know that that's what he's going to do. You look at his shot. You look at where he goes to score his goals. Um, we feel like he's going to have success, and and looking forward to finally seeing him. Uh, you know, seeing him in September here with us. So take us through the decision to move on from Tyler Toffoli, Craig. He was your leading scorer last year, but we knew that there was a strong potential that he could be dealt this off season. Take us through how it all came to be that you uh, have decided to to move on from Tyler. You know, it's it's you just you're, you're kind of weighing everything moving forward. It's you're not just looking at this year or next year. You're kind of mapping things out for the next you know three or four years. And we just felt like as good as Tyler played for us, uh, you know, moving forward with what we have, if we could get a little younger and get similar production from a younger guy. And I'm not saying that the 73 points was amazing for Tyler. He he did everything he could for us. But we just felt like at this time we had to kind of make a make a move and and get a little younger and get a guy that has a chance to, you know, score some goals for us and and be a part of this moving forward. The uh, ability to bring in uh, another pick and you get a top 80 pick, the the third round pick, 80th overall, uh, and now you've got one pick in the first four rounds. Just tell us about uh, the the importance of bringing in another pick and, and, you know, maybe there could be more that uh, could be brought in as you go forward. But getting uh, some more draft capital, how important was that? Well, like you said earlier, like we were talking earlier, Pat, you know, it's a good draft. It's a deep draft. And we feel like, you know, the more chances you have in this draft, the better off we're going to be. So I know the guys, uh, all the scouts would be happy about having uh, the 80th pick, too. Also, that's a, that was a bonus for us. 
Yeah. Uh, how how busy has it been just, and I know there's only so much you can say, but just how busy has it been on the trade front, fielding calls? Obviously, you were working on this deal. Just what what is the landscape out there from your perspective? You know, I mean, I think everybody's kind of, feeling everybody else out and trying to figure out what's the best deal. How do they help their team? So, you know, you're taking those calls and, and you're just working through them. You know, what makes sense? What doesn't make sense? You know, how, how we're going to, you know, help the team get better moving forward. And, and we just felt like this one was the kind of started off was, it was a good one for us. Uh, I know you got a lot to do, Craig. Uh, so we'll let you go. Appreciate the time. And uh, thank you for spending a little with us after the deal. And uh, we'll see if we're talking to you again over the next few days. Thank you, Craig. Okay, thanks, Pat. Appreciate it. Have a good day. You too, Bye. man. That's Craig Conroy, uh, general manager of the Calgary Flames. Quick little chat with the GM after making the deal to acquire Yegor Sharangovich in a third-round pick from the New Jersey Devils. Uh, Tyler Toffoli going back the other way. Uh, that's the deal the Flames have made on this Tuesday. And, and yeah, I, I think that it's it's pretty clear that the Flames are banking on Sharangovich, and you heard it right there from Craig. It's pretty clear they're banking on Sharangovich to get back to the – production we saw from him and they you know what i thought was interesting and we haven't talked about is okay they see him as a guy they want to give him the opportunity they want to give him the ice time to be able to get back to that type of production which i thought uh is something that we haven't talked about yet he did have his ice time dropped a little bit uh he wasn't playing with jack hughes and look the flames don't have a player like jack hughes on their roster and i'm not suggesting that they do but a guy who can play all three positions you know a a guy with a shot like that and a Jonathan Huberdeau distributor like they have, you know, you put him in the type of situation where he can use that shot and be in those situations more often, maybe we can see a guy who is able to return to the 20-plus goal range. It does look like Sharon Govich is going to be given more of an opportunity, to say the least, than he'd had in, Detroit, or in New Jersey, pardon me. Looks like he's going to, like, he's a good penalty killer. Might get some opportunity on the power play. Plays all three forward positions. So he can slot up and down the lineup and touch both sides of special teams while doing so. And he's, what, 25? 25. So the Calgary Flames, if you're looking for a silver lining, you're looking for something to, you know, talking point, Craig said it. They got younger in this deal. And when you're projecting your roster out two, three, four years from now, chances are Sharon Govich fits the picture better than Tyler Toffoli did. Yeah, and again, I just, uh, I I do think... I think you probably have to temper, if, if they were to trade a guy like Michael Backlund, I think you probably have to temper expectations in terms of, look, I, I know there's a lot of talk about first-round pick this, first-round pick that. If they trade Hannafin, there better be a first-round pick. If yep. they trade Lindholm, there better be a first-round pick. Yep. With, with, you know, very, very like there's obviously ex- exceptions, but I think that's a pretty solid general rule. But on a guy like Toffoli with his age um, – um, and only having a year left on his deal and no extension set with this uh, with this trade. And a guy like Backlund, who's 35 years old, like I, I think it's a lot to ask that guys over the age of 30, especially when it comes to this draft class, but first-round picks, period, 2023 20, or beyond, I just, that, and I said this a little earlier, I never really felt like a first-round pick for Toffoli was going to be realistic. So I'm not super surprised that they didn't get one back. They get a third-round pick in a very deep draft, 
But what I what I do what I, what I do think is the most interesting part of this is the spec speculative is the wrong word the the projecting nature of a player like Sharon Govich. That is the that's the unknown part, and and there is no guarantee that he gets back to being a twenty plus goal scorer. You know, he's still very much in the are you a twenty goal scorer or are you a guy who scored twenty goals? That's we we don't know the answer yet on Sharon Govich on that front. The curious element, though, is of his 106 points he's scored in 205 games in the NHL over three seasons, all but five were at even strength. So it's not like he's padding stats. And Craig Conroy said it in recent history. Their five-on-five production, Sharon Govich versus DeFoley, are very similar. So maybe there is another layer to unlock in Sharon Govich if he does get on the power play, if he is able to use the shot, if he is playing alongside a playmaker, like Jonathan Huberto. You don't know until you know, but it'll be very curious to see how he's used, what situations, how much special teams time he gets on both sides, and where he slots in the lineup. Uh, This says that's a great retool trade by Conroy. What's the cap hit for this guy in term? Uh, Currently nothing uh, (laughs) because he's a restricted free agent, two years away from being an unrestricted free agent. So uh, he needs a new deal. He's coming off a two-year deal that paid him $2 million per. I would imagine cap hit would probably be fairly similar. And from a re-signing standpoint, it's going to be a little bit easier to keep the cap hit lower because he's coming off a year where his numbers dropped i think the cap number would be a whole lot higher if we're talking about a guy who almost hit 50 points the year before so i don't know you're probably you're not looking at a massive raise you know maybe he's into the threes when it comes to what his next deal looks like but that's that's probably what you're talking about on sharon govich yeah he does have the track record his first two seasons again as a rookie at 30 points in 50 some odd games 24 goals last or two seasons ago pardon me and this year was the down season so it's now going to be on Sharon Govich it's going to be on the Calgary Flames to figure out is it a down year as you mentioned or is it a trend where he's continually down like will he rebound will he you know return to his scoring finesse will he find those there's another element I kind of want to mention with him yeah is before he came over to North America he was playing in the KHL, and he's represented Belarus at international events. But he was wearing a letter with Dinamo Minsk in, in the KHL, yep. and he was a captain for Belarus at the World Championship. So I wonder if there's some off-ice leadership abilities, capabilities, something in the room, because to be captain of Belarus in Olympic qualifying games, this is a 25-year-old. We're talking a couple years ago, too, so as a young player, He's got some leadership capabilities as well that might be able to layer in. Um, they really like him from a penalty killing standpoint, um, and I, yeah, again, I, I do think there's. I, I don't like using the word speculative necessarily, but I do think that there is some uh, projecting nature going on. They're banking on him being able to get back to his totals from two years ago. There's zero doubt about that. Uh, I'll read you a few texts, and and also important to note that Sharon Govich is uh, arbitration eligible. So he's RFA with arbitration rights this offseason, which will be interesting. Um, 
This text says, so New Jersey didn't think they could fit Sharon Govitz's arbitration cap hit, and somehow the Flames will. Flames might be better suited to have just taken picks and used that same cap space to replace the same production Sharon Govich likely could. Well, I don't think that Sharon Govich is going to be into the fours. No. Um, and and I, there's still more deals that could be done between now and the end of the summer. Whether it's here in Nashville at the draft or not, there's still plenty of cap room that they could free up. So, um, yeah, I, I, I don't think that uh, – I, I do think they're going to get some cap relief on this deal, even if Toffoli's contract was very reasonable, I still think that they're going to get a little cap relief here. Yeah, they'll probably squeeze one, 1. 1.5 if I'm just going to ballpark off the top of my head. But I don't necessarily think, think Craig Conroy went about this deal to save $1.5 million. I think they really like the player. Again, curious where he slots. He can play up and down the lineup, all three positions. So there's a lot of versatility there. I just didn't get the impression in listening to Craig there talk that this was a okay, we made this deal so we could save $1.5 million. Yeah. They like the player. They like the pick. Ironically enough, the pick is their own pick that was dealt in the Kelly Yarncroke deal a couple years ago. Which is very strange, yeah. which I wasn't aware of until like two minutes ago. That 80th overall pick was their pick that they traded initially to Seattle yes. for Kelly Yarncroke and has changed hands to Columbus, then to New Jersey, and now to Calgary. That is a very well-traveled 80th overall selection. Yeah, it went Calgary to Seattle, Seattle to Columbus, as you mentioned, in the deal involving Oliver Bjorkstrand, and then from Columbus to New Jersey in the Damon Severson deal. Full circle, put a bow on it, Tyler to Foley trade. Yeah. Funny how things work out like that. I was looking at the uh, the draft pick list, and it's like, why isn't the uh, New Jersey logo showing up for this 80th overall? What the... Oh. Uh... What what is the importance for you of picking up that 80th overall selection? I would suggest it's probably in a regular-ish year. It's probably somewhere closer to 60-65 just with the depth of the draft. Listen, it's another it's another dart at the board cuz let's be honest, at the end of the day, everybody does their due diligence and yes, yeah, scouts are very talented, but scouts don't always hit. The 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 success rate isn't 100% in the industry. It is an incredibly tough job. So the more picks you have, the more darts you have to throw at the board, the more you're going to hit. And the Calgary Flames just added another one. That, And again, if they choose to, to keep it, it might be used as a tool to uh, move up in the second round or the first round. We'll see how things kind of play out. But from a scouting staff perspective, any pick that you acquire the eve before the draft, you're happy because it means you're going to get one more guy that you really like. Um, I do wonder. Now, you know, you listening to Conroy, you do wonder about, do they see Sharon Govich as a guy that could work with Jonathan Huberdeau? Remember, Huberdeau said in training camp he's never played with two righties before. Right. Uh, so here's you got a guy who can play center, you got a guy who can play right wing. He is a left shot, but like, is that a guy that they feel is? And I wish I would ask Conroy because I didn't think of it at the time. And you're on the fly, but is that a guy that they they see being able to not unlock a guy like Huberdeau, but being a good fit for him? Uh, they really like Sharon Govich's shot. And Huberto is the best distributor they have on the team. The thing, 115 points in his last year with Florida, Jonathan Huberto. And I'm not comparing styles between Sharon Govich and Anthony Duclair. But getting the opportunity to play with a guy that might be on right wing that shoots left, getting back into that more familiar comfort zone, instead of, as you mentioned, Jonathan Huberto primarily played with two righties off the hop. If you can get back to more of the structure that he was successful in in Florida, where you had Sam Bennett as your center, left shot, Anthony Duclair on right wing, 
as a left shot, and Huberto, of course, being a left shot coming down the left side. I wonder if that scenario, that situation, lends itself to if Sharon Govich were to play with Jonathan Huberto, a, a sense of familiarity of where to put pucks on his stick. Yeah. Does this give you a, give us an idea as to where the Flames are? Like, you know, they go from a guy... Was Toffoli going to hit 70-plus next year? Probably not. That was a career year for a reason. But I think you can safely look at a guy like Toffoli getting uh, 50 to, uh, you know, 50 to 60 points, 45 to 60 points, somewhere in that range. I think you're pretty safe on that front with a guy like um, with a guy like Toffoli. So I guess what I'm curious about is does, does this give us a little bit of a hint as to what they're talking about? Um, because you're, you're not you're not going to get those seventy plus points from Sharon Govich. I think that's fair to say. Are they like is is this the first step of a team willing to create cap space, take steps back when it comes to their competitiveness level right now, and and maybe start to look at building for one or two years down the road? I, I'm just I'm curious what this. I have no idea. I just is this give us a hint as to the entire way the Flames are looking at how they want to approach some of these big trades they might have to make. I mean, it's tough to go off one deal, but I wonder the importance that Craig Conroy and the Calgary Flames are putting on young players over prospects or picks. Because now Sharon Govich is a guy that's kind of in that range of being 25, where he's already an established NHLer. And again, he's got a rebound to, to be a quality you know, top six player. But I wonder if that puts an emphasis for the Calgary Flames on returning young NHL-ready talent versus picking up picks and prospects that might be, in the prospects case, you know, one, two, three years away of even cracking an NHL lineup, never mind contributing in a top six or a middle six role, or even a pick where, you know, you could be three, four, five years out from the time you draft them, they finish junior and or college and or their their team europe before coming over and then having to go through the process of the american hockey league so on and so forth so i do wonder if this is a sort of an indicator of target where if you can start identifying players aged 23 to 26 say that are either underutilized or maybe they had a down year but you think there's something in their game that you can adjust or tweak or you know it might simply just come down to confidence at the end of the day but if you can identify young nhl talent that can step into your lineup right away I wonder if that's a priority for Craig Conroy. I, I do. I do think that that younger players, uh, but younger players that, as you say, can step into the NHL lineup. I do think that there uh, is some interest there from a Flame standpoint. And again, for for me, the two trades that you just absolutely need to get at least one big time future piece. The two assets are Hannafin and Lindholm, and and probably more than that. Like, for Lindholm, yeah, you probably need a first-round pick. Uh, whether it's this year or not, you probably need a first-round pick and uh, a younger guy and maybe another pick or something like that. That's probably, like, if you can get a first, a third, and a 21-year-old forward for Elias Lindholm, like, that, to me, is the type of return you need. Same thing with Hannafin. If you can get a first and a, another pick and a younger defenseman or something like that, those or, or maybe, again, I don't know exactly what it would be, but I'm just kind of throwing yep, out some, yep. some ballpark-type returns. Those are the big ones that need the future returns. This one gets a third. 
third-round pick that now they need to hit on, and Sharon Govich is a little older at 25. I don't think you would consider him a younger player at this point, but they do uh, they do pick up the future asset in the third-round pick. It's just not the high-leverage future asset that I think they would need in a Hannafin or a Lindholm trade. I wonder what the Pierre-Luc Dubois trade between the Winnipeg Jets and Los Angeles Kings does for the model for Elias Lindholm because yes there's a little bit of a slight age difference with Lindholm being a couple years older but as you said like I think Lindholm's the better player and he's he has you know we've seen Lindholm score 40 we've seen Lindholm be a point per game player we have not seen Selkie runner up Selkie runner up we haven't seen that as of yet for uh for Pierre-Luc Dubois so yes um the age difference um affects the comparison in return but what mitigates that is i think that yeah. you know lindholm dubois is now 25 so i think he's starting to enter is what he is territory of being a really good you know 60 to 70 point center iceman which you know maybe in a career year can go above that uh but lindholm has been in the 80 point range a number of times in his career a couple of times anyway in his career last year he put up 64 points um so i i do think return wise i don't think it's out of the question that that would be similar from a flame standpoint and just to recap it was Luke, Pierre-Luc Dubois for Ayafalo, um Velarde, and Kupari. Kupari. Plus a and a second-round pick in the 2024 draft. So if you're modeling it out for the Calgary Flames, I think if you get something similar, whether it be slightly less or slightly more, I think you'd be happy with that because, again, you're getting young players that are on the cusp of contributing. In Velarde's case, is contributing. Ayafalo is a good player on his own right. Doesn't necessarily fall into the, col- the column of young rebuilding type piece but still helps your team along the way as it is today i wonder if that's something that would pique the interest of craig conroy in the calgary flames yeah and i mean they're still waiting to see what's going to happen yeah. on the uh, elias lindholm if front. they choose to go that route if that's how the route develops if it becomes if it becomes that they have to look and, and again i think that the it's very clear that Tofoli and the flames were on very very opposite pages yes on the on on the term side of things Tofoli wanted a, a a term retirement type contract and why wouldn't you you're coming off a career season well within his right now, now's the time to try to, to use your leverage and get everything you can. That being said, um, the Flames can't give Toffoli six years. They can't give Toffoli seven years. It just wouldn't make sense for a team that's trying to get younger and already has guys that are going to be well into their late 30s on, on deals and, and big money deals. So if the Flames are offer, and I have no idea what their offer would have been, but say the Flames are like, yeah, you know what, we're willing to go three times X and the Toffoli camp is at six or seven, that is a massive chasm to try to to you try to build a bridge on that. It's really difficult to build that bridge. So it becomes pretty clear that, all right, if you're that far apart on term, which I heard on either on their Sunday or Monday how far apart they were on term from a couple of people I spoke to, and you're like, okay, that one feels like, yeah, Toffoli's definitely going to get dealt. Now, I didn't know when it was going to happen or if it was going to happen at this draft, but um, it does happen before the draft, and, and uh, Toffoli joins the New Jersey Devils. But that is, as you mentioned, like that is a really, really tough gap to bridge when you're that far apart in term, and we're talking about a guy who's already over 30. Yeah, and you would be, what, 32 by the time that a contract extension kicks in. So if we'll ballpark it at six years, that expires at 38. The biggest thing any NHL team needs to be aware of, cognizant of, is term. 
And with the cap going up, you can spend more, but you've got to be cognizant of term because you don't get to, you, you got to watch two, three, four years, six years down the line of what you have in the organization, who you're tied to for that long. It can be a very tricky thing. Brad, Brad Living used to say it all the time. It's term is killer if it's in the wrong hands, so to speak. And I'm not saying Tyler DeFoley would decline. I'm not saying that he would fall off a cliff and it would be an anchor of a contract or anything. But the Calgary Flames do need to look younger. They do need to move their average age south from where it is. They do that by moving a 31-year-old for a 25-year-old. Uh, okay, Flames Talk is coming at you from the 2023 NHL Draft. We're here at Bridgestone Arena on this Tuesday, uh, the day before the NHL Draft. This hour has all about uh, been all about instant reaction. Elliot Friedman kicked off this hour. We also heard from Craig Conroy uh, this hour as well as the Flames to wrap things up and to wrap things up this hour have sent Tyler Toffoli to the New Jersey Devils in exchange for forward Yegor Sharangovich and a third round pick 80th overall in this year's draft that is what we've talked about all hour this hour has been the sports drive sports drive is brought to you by our friends at Calgary Lock and Safe uh, somebody pull this up uh, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe ask how a restricted key system can keep your business safe even through employee turnover visit calgarylockandsafe.com